past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Hello, and welcome to The Career Confidant. We're excited that you're joining us here today. We have another great guest who's going to help you get the tools and information that you need to take control of your career. Our guest today is Rich Keller. And Rich, you travel the world now as a keynote speaker and telling people how they can use one word to tell about themselves and really stand out, conquer obstacles, and reach excellence. And Rich, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Marie. Really grateful to be here. Yeah, so you do this now and and travel the world and tell other people how to build their brand, but you used to work with big companies and work with some of the most iconic consumer brands. Tell me about what happened. You worked for the corporate world for 25 years and then then got out. Tell us a little bit about that story. Yeah, so it was September 2017, and um, I was getting my performance review, and it was not what I expected at all. And I had this aha moment where I realized that I, I just couldn't be myself and I couldn't deliver my core value to this company. And so I quit right on the spot. I didn't tell my wife. I didn't tell my kids. And um, I did spend another six weeks there. I left on great terms. And when I left, I, I really had no idea what I was going to do next. But Um, As a kid, I wanted to be a talk show host, and I thought that the next best thing would be to become a motivational speaker, and so I enrolled in a motivational speaking school online, and the first thing they teach you in motivational speaking school is that no one cares about your story unless there's something in it for the audience. They want value, and so I thought to myself, my first reaction was, oh boy, I'm done, but now what do I do? Because I really thought that I would share my story and people would engage with me. Um, I'm a cancer survivor at 26 years. My wife is an eight-year survivor. And I thought I would just share my story and life would go on. But about, I'd say six or eight weeks later after I quit, I had my aha moment one night while I was sleeping. And I got up. I stood up, I nudged my wife, who is a gynecologist, so we never sleep, and I said, I got it. I think I have my idea. And I want to take you back to two years before that moment when I um, remembered a conversation that I was having with my son, Zach. He was a senior in high school. He was applying to college, and I was getting him ready for his interviews. And I asked him one simple question that would change the entire trajectory of my career. I didn't realize it then. I said to him, tell me about yourself. And he gave me this blank stare and he looked at me and he said, I don't really know where to begin. That's an overwhelming question. And I said, well, just tell me something about yourself. And he said, I'm a senior in high school. I study. And I said to him, you have no idea who you are. And so I thought back to my career 
For 25 years, I worked on some of the most iconic brands out there, Oreo, Chips Ahoy, Planners Peanuts, Godiva Chocolate. For seven years, I worked in the gum category. And what I did with all those brands is I would craft their identity in one word. And the one word would be the core value that each brand brings to a consumer's life. Because brands solve problems. And if you're launching a brand and you don't solve a problem, you won't be in the market much too long. And so I thought to myself, well, people solve problems by adding value. So maybe I can apply the same process that I did on the corporate brands to people. So I tried it on my son. And we went through a couple of exercises that were all in my head. And we discovered his core value in one word. His personal brand is perseverance. And then I challenged him and I said, listen, I want you to spend the next month and I want you to put together a college personal statement that demonstrates, share a story, take us on a journey, and show the admissions committee through a story how you live your core value of perseverance. He thought I was crazy, but he agreed to go along with it. And he wrote an incredible story about a campfire event at sleepaway camp And he wrote about the moment he almost gave up in that event, but he realized at that moment that the reason he was selected to be a fire builder was to teach the younger campers that you never give up. And he got into Cornell University. And it was that moment in my bed when I got up and I said, what if I traveled the country to motivate young adults to consider how the power of crafting their personal brand with just one word can transform how they are seen by the world, just like my son. So they could, as my acronym says, stand out, conquer obstacles, reach excellence, and my SCORE platform was born. And that's how it began. What are those connections between our family life and our work life and where we see the real, right? It's the real that comes out into those stories. So that's so fun to have helped your son with his one word. Absolutely, and well, it's really it's, it's, transformed. Dan, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say it really transformed how he um, sees himself, the confidence that he has gained by knowing who he is at his core, and he can think back to all the times and all the events in his life that he had success, and he was able to demonstrate that, that, that core value of perseverance, of never giving up of being the one that, you know, stuck it out and, you know, thought things through. And I think, you know, as I, as I travel now and I work with so many people to help them discover their personal brand in one word, the confidence that it gives these people to really know who they are and the value they bring to the world is really powerful. And I'm seeing that as I continue to build my platform. Yeah, that's exciting. And, we talk a lot about personal brand on this show. Uh, Career Thought Leaders teaches the REACH personal branding method, which, of course, also talks about being able to t- talk about your brand in, in one word. And um, so when we talk about personal brand, sometimes people have a misconception of it, you know, that it's that spin, it's the sell yourself. And although that's part of it, as you're talking, you know, personal brand is much more that core, your core values. Who are you? How do you want to appear in the world authentically while also connecting to your audience. And, and so you have some mistakes that you see people make in their brand. Tell us a little bit about what you see people do in 
crafting their brand when what mistakes do they typically make? Yeah, that's, thank you for asking me that because I, I really spend a lot of time with, uh, after I speak, I work with a lot of clients individually. I would say the one biggest thing, and it took me you know, many years to learn as I was crafting identities for corporate brands, is that a brand is never the hero of their story. And what do I mean by that? A brand is a servant. Brands are service-oriented. And the whole goal of a brand is to be the guide. And so if you think about any typical story, you've got, you've got the hero, the guide, and the enemy. And the guide always comes in to beat down the enemy so that the hero wins. And so what I try to tell my clients, and especially as an example, I was telling my son throughout this process that your job as a brand is to guide your message, your value into the consumer's lives and the consumer is the hero. And so when my son was applying to college, I said to him, you're not the hero of your application. You're the guide. And your job is to signal through answering the questions that you are the candidate that the school should accept. The school is the hero because at the end, they have to create the winning class. And so just that shift alone, when I speak to people, you can put yourself out there and have no value and you just become your own hero and people don't connect to that. But when you have a message and you guide that message into consumers' lives, just like brands do when they solve problems, and that's why people buy brands, it's the same thing with people. So I tell people, be the guide, never the hero of your story. The other thing I tell people is yeah. you, have to be known, you have to be known for one thing only. So many people think that the more that they're known for, the more notoriety or the more popular they're going to be. But the truth is, people can only remember one thing. We get hit with about 5,000 ads a day. And one of the most important things you can do as a brand is to be consistent. And the way to be consistent is to be known for one thing really well, say it again, again, and again. And while you may think that it's, you know, overload or it's becoming boring, the, the amount of times that people hear that message is few and far between. So the more you continue to say it, the more you're going to become known for that. So I tell people, you really only want to be known for one thing and do that one thing really well, and people are going to continue to come back for more. I also tell people that your product is not your brand. A lot of people launch products and think that that's the brand. Your product is not your brand. Your brand is your core value. And what you're supposed to do is use your product to drive your core value. And the best example I give to people is I always get the question, I always get people's reaction when I say, do you go to Starbucks? And some people will say, I wouldn't spend $6 on a cup of coffee. And I say to them, you're not paying for the coffee. You're paying for Starbucks core value of community. You're paying to be in that retail space with Wi-Fi, comfortable chairs, aroma, the baristas, the lattes, the name on the cup. You're paying for community, but they use their product to drive their value of community. Because when you sit there and you have friends there or you're there alone all day working, they know you're going to buy coffee, which is their core product, but they use that to drive the value of community. Yeah. Yeah, really important to understand that the product is a way your value connects 
one way, right, that your value can connect with your audience or add value to them, but it is not your your brand. And people get confused about that, although if you're an individual trying to sell yourself and, you, you know, you talked about getting a job or getting into school, um, sometimes people get upset because they think brands are products and I'm not a product, I'm a person. And so there's all of that confusion that happens with this idea around brand separating it from a product is so helpful, especially for individuals. Well, it's funny you say that, and I'm, I'm actually glad you brought that up because I get a lot of pushback sometimes from people saying, I don't want to be sold. I'm not, I'm not a product or I'm not a brand. And I say to them, well, listen, if you're applying to college, if you look at trying to get that job or you're trying to get that leadership position, you are a brand and your whole job is to sell your value and signal to whoever you're applying for that you are the right candidate. And I get a lot of people saying, you know, I never thought of it that way. And I I say to them, like, that's the whole reason why personal branding is so important and why if you have a phone today, you are a brand. Because the first thing we do is Google. And so if you are applying for something and you are having people come to your home being your digital footprint, you are a brand and people are evaluating you. Just like when you go down the supermarket, you're evaluating which products to buy. And the reason why I left my corporate career to help people is because I bring over those insights from branding, branding products to people. And the irony is when we were working, when I was working in corporate America, we would turn the products into people. You know, we would say if Godiva was a person, how would you spend the day with her? Well, it's the same thing now with people. It's just that we're humans and people connect to humans. So I always say to people, share your story, bring some emotion into your brand, because if you become too functional, people are only going to consider price when it comes to whether or not they want to interact with you, just like with brands. If it's a functional brand and it doesn't bring any emotional value to me, I'm just going to look at it from a pricing perspective. But if you share a story with me, which is why when you walk into a bake shop, you, you see the story at the front about, you know, Grandma Mabel with all these great cookies. It's a story. They're trying to envelop you into the experience. And people are more apt to pay for Grandma Mabel's cookie because they, they bought into her and her story, and they want to help support her initiative. So I always say you've got to bring the emotional into the functional and marry the two, and that's where the brand value lies. Right. Well, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll continue talking about this idea of brand and how you can create some pull for yourself and get the opportunities that you want. So we'll be right back in just a few minutes. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. You hear about it all the time. 
compromises, destructive malware, major breaches. You can't turn on the news without hearing about the latest cyber event. Learn more about cybersecurity, how it has become one of the most significant threats to our national security, and the battle experts undergo every day on your behalf to protect you, your families, and your data. Task Force 7 Radio with host George Redis is the voice of cybersecurity around the world. Tune in live every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Every business wants to succeed. Every individual wants to succeed. But with an ever-changing economy, how can you manage to keep things doing so well, even in times of instability? You can. Tune in to Thriving in Uncertainty with host Meredith Elliott Powell. Meredith and her guest experts have the answers you need to keep you ahead of the changing game in business. Listen every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Accept the challenge to succeed. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. Today we're talking with Rich Keller, an expert in personal branding He's talking about helping you figure out your one word. And I love how you were talking about, Rich, that the brand, in your brand story, you're, you're not the hero, you're the guide. You have to be that person that helps your audience reach their goal, right. not be that person that is um, always the, the person that makes solves every problem all by themselves. Nobody likes that person, right? <laughs> That's right. So what is one That's of the right. other mistakes that people make? Um, what is one of the other mistakes that people make when they're creating their brand? Um, I, I would say the one, I'll share one that, that took me a long time to learn and one that I, um, by the way, I never shared my one word. I'm a catalyst and my whole, my whole goal in life is to disrupt the way people think. And so one of the lessons that took me the longest to learn and one of the mistakes that a lot of people make is how to network. I never, ever did it right when I was growing up in my career. And one of the things I learned today as I'm starting my new venture and speaking around the country is that you have to network when the going is good. Most people network when the chips are down. And what happens is you don't have any collateral and, you, you know, you don't have a job. You, you're, you know, you don't know really where you're going next and you're on the phone with headhunters or you're networking with people and you're, you're, you're sort of in this, you know, storm of like, what am I going to do next? But the real power is in networking when the going is good. When you're high and things are great, you need to go to those events. You need to connect with people and share the five most powerful words in the English language, and they are, how can I help you? One of the things I've learned in building my new 
career right now, because I started from the bottom, is when you're out there networking, ask people, how can I help you? Because the minute you do that, you open the door for them to, number one, they probably do need some help, but then they're going to come back and say, well, how can I help you? And it becomes a mutual beneficial relationship. And I always say now, you know, when I was growing up in my career and I had kids and, you know, my wife is, is a doctor, as I said, and life was crazy. I had the attitude. I don't need that event because I'm working. But what I do now is I highly encourage my clients to get out there, meet, have that human interaction Ask them what you could do to help them. Give them value because when the chips are down and you only have three people that you can call in one week and you look down your list, chances are you're going to call the person that helped you when the going was good and now they need your help. So therefore, how can I help you? And I wish I can go back and do some of my networking over, but now I have the power to go out there myself and I do a lot of free work and a lot of pro bono work because I want to get my message out there and I want to help as many people as I can discover who they are and their value in one word so that they can navigate their life knowing who they are. And a lot of that work leads to them recommending me for paid work. And so I, I, I can't stress enough the ability to just get out there and ask people in every interaction you have, how can I help you? Right, and it has to be sincere. I always tell the story that I went to one of my first networking events when I first started my business, and the um, some sales guy, bad rap, right, but sometimes they deserve it, came up to me and said, oh, you know, how can I help you? And it was so insincere, and it was just like right. dripping with, you know, dripping with goo where you just kind of wanted to run away. And so it has to be sincere yeah. in, in that approach to someone and thinking about, you know, how can I help you? What what do you do? How, you know, what is it that, that you're looking for? Why are you here? All of those great questions that just help us connect with other people. It's true. And, you know, I'll be at, network, I'll be at networking events now. I work with a lot of young entrepreneurs who are trying to start businesses, and I help them take their core value in that one word and make it the identity of their business venture. And if I'm working with an entrepreneur that I know, you know, they're strapped, a lot of them are starting with no cash, no money, I'll offer my service for free because I see value in them and I, I see their idea. And as a marketer, I know that I can help them get to the next level. And you know what? A lot of people thought I was crazy in doing that, but the tremendous value that they have gotten from my work and then they have recommended me to other people and speaking engagements. And there's just power in helping someone that if you see their vision and you know that what's standing in their way is something as easy as what's the value of your venture. And so I, I go out now and I'm always looking to help people get to the next level. And the ones that, you know, have some hardship, I can see it and I offer my service and I get to call my own shots. And, I'm, and I love that I get to do that and give back in that way. Yeah, it's always nice. And as you said, people don't know how to network. Young entrepreneurs don't know how to to take those steps, and they really need someone to help them along. So it's great that you're doing that. Now, how do you – one of the things that people struggle with is always confidence. You know, how do you walk up to someone yeah. and, and 
introduce yourself. So how do you help people get this confidence to go out and share their message and connect with other people? Yeah, that's a that's a big one that I get from a lot of people when I start working with them. So my insight is very simple. I believe that what you do does not define who you are, but who you are should define what you do. So for me, all the jobs when I was unhappy in my corporate career, it's because I couldn't be a catalyst. I didn't I wasn't I didn't I wasn't unsuccessful but I was putting out so much more energy because I wasn't really doing who I was. And when I discovered I was a catalyst and I said, now I know who I am, so let me define now what I should go out and do as what I'm doing now is exactly what I do with my clients. And when I speak across the country, I say to people, the confidence that you will develop by knowing who you are at your core And I see it, you know, when I started out, when I started out a year ago, I didn't have a lot of people that were working with me, but now a year later, in the couple of hundred people I've worked with, the, you can see the light bulb go off when they, when they say to themselves, you know what, I am a beacon or I am a puzzle maker or I am a trailblazer or a pathfinder. Some of the words that I work with, with my clients and they, all of a sudden they just stand up straight because they could start a conversation when you don't have a job and you're at a networking event, everybody says, I'm a consultant, which is sort of like, AKA I'm not working, but they, they, they can't, why do you have to say that? Just go in and say, hi, I'm Rich Keller. And let me tell you who I am at my core. I'm a catalyst. And as a catalyst, I disrupt, I motivate, I energize. There's so much more richness around that core value. And so what I, I say to people, the number one way to get that confidence is, to discover what your core value is. We all have, we all have value, Marie. I don't care if you're a doctor, lawyer, farmer, I don't care what you do for a living, which in this country is very much tied up in our status. I could care less about that. What I care about is what is your value, your core value, and who you are at your core. If I put you on Survivor Island, that value is going to come to the top, and that's going to give you a lot of power in the game. And then they go find opportunities that leverage that core value. Don't do it the other way around, which is what I did my whole career. My first job out of college, I was an accountant. That is the last thing a catalyst would be. But I didn't know who I was at 21. And so if I can help somebody today at that age know their value, I give them so much more confidence uh, to soar. And the other thing I say to people to get the confidence as well is just give value. Just go to the event and help someone. You have, everybody has the ability to do something. And when you, when you create that emotional connection, find the commonality when you're speaking to someone, find the story, are you both into sports, find the team that you like, but ask them how they can, you can help them. All of a sudden people feel valued because that's it in the end. We just, we just want, to feel seen, heard, and valued. And I try to help people through my program because I believe it just takes one word. I've seen the power of it. I believe that you can then be seen and heard and valued and it's not tied to what you do for a living. Your job does not define you. Who you are defines you. Yeah, that's a Brene Brown quote. What we know matters. Ah, Who we are matters more. Yeah. 
she, I love her. But we are mad at belonging. We are mad at Yeah. But we do matter. It's about belonging. That's right. It's about belonging, not fitting in. And we, I spent my whole life, I'm self-admitted to it, trying to fit in. But the truth is, now I belong. I've never been happier. You know, I'm, I'm out there trying to build a new business from the ground up, but I'm happy because I'm leveraging my core value and I'm helping people disrupt their mind by helping them never answer the question, tell me about yourself ever again by sharing what you do as the first answer. Share who you are when that question comes up. And now that's what my son does and the people I work with. Because the minute you lose that job, like, you know, you know how they say, oh, if you, you, know, you can go to the Grammy Awards because you're CEO of the company and you get the front row. The minute you're not CEO anymore, you don't get that Grammy ticket. You got that ticket because of your title, not because of who you are. So just remember that right. I tell people. <laughs> so tell our listeners how they can connect with you. Where can they find you? How can they learn more about what you do? That's great. Thank you. Uh, you can reach me on my website at uh, therichkeller.com. Once again, therichkeller, K-E-L-L-E-R.com. And you can learn all about my score platform and, and the process to discover your one word. Um, on LinkedIn, you can find me at Rich Keller Catalyst. That's what I put in my title. I encourage everyone that knows their one word to put it on all their social media vehicles because it's a great conversation starter. I get a lot of people saying, what's that word mean? And it allows me to introduce myself and share my platform and what I'm all about. And then on LinkedIn, uh, LinkedIn, I told you Rich Keller Catalyst. And on Instagram, I'm at Rich S as in Scott Keller, Rich S Keller. And that's it. And that's me. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It was it was so nice of you to share all of your tips and helpful pieces of, of information. So we we enjoyed having you. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me too, Marie. I'm very grateful. Thank you very much for the invite. Yeah. Well, if you're listening to Career Confidant, we'll be back. I'm going to talk a little bit more about confidence and a little bit more about the details of how you can uncover your one word and your brand as we when we get back. Thank you again, Rich, for joining us, and we'll be right back here on The Career Confidant. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. 
How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we were talking with Rich Keller, K-E-L-L-E-R, and he was talking about branding and knowing that power of your one word. And boy, you know, writing is tough. Talking about ourselves is tough. But having to do it in fewer words, fewer letters is always more challenging. The uh, other day I was trying to write myself a bio or something for uh, an event and you could only have 50 words. Oh, it was actually a description for a talk and you could only have 50 words. It was so painful to get down to fewer words, right? It's, it's easier when you have lots of words. So that power of getting down to one word to talk about yourself is really boiling it down to, you know, what's that essence? Who are you? And it's typically a long process for people to go to get there. That's that's not easy. And um, when, and I talked a little bit with Rich about our the reach personal branding method that Career Thought Leaders teaches other coaches. It's been around since early 2000. Um, William Maruda, who developed that, was also in corporate branding and then brought it to the personal branding space. And um, the process that we go through to help people get there is really in-depth in terms of figuring out what do you value, what are your strengths, and then also connecting that to your audience. And as you pick your one word, you may not be thinking about your audience a whole ton, but very quickly thereafter, you're thinking about how does this add value to my audience? As Rich was talking about that idea of um, you are not the hero of your story, your your audience is, and you're the guide, you're that person that's going to come alongside them and offer them that value that they want to to get from working with someone like you. And we can get so caught up in our own story that we forget it's not really about us. And when you listen to someone tell a story, sometimes you'll connect with them and sometimes you won't. And as you pay attention to that, what I find is that a lot of times when I don't connect with someone who 
be telling a story, which it really should be, you know, a good connection point, emotional, and draw you in. When you don't connect with that story, sometimes it's because you're not that target audience, and sometimes it's because their story is really all about them, and it's hard to connect with someone who's telling a story that's really all about them. Public speakers, you know, it's funny that that's the first thing Rich talked about was going to a, a motivational speaking training, and they were talking about how it's not about your story, it's about how it offers value for others. Such an important concept for us throughout our lives, throughout our careers. Um, you know, the Dale Carnegie book, it's like 700 pages that pretty much says that same thing over and over again, that it's about others. It's about how you respond to others. And this is one of the things that can help you have more confidence, help you feel less nervous when you're talking, when you're writing, when you are uh, this is especially going to a networking event because it's really not all about you. It's not about what you'll say and how you're going to answer the questions. It's how will you connect with others? What questions will you ask them to get them talking? As an introvert, I got to tell you that this was one of the most freeing lessons I learned about networking was that it wasn't about me or what I was going to say or having this great pitch have an elevator pitch thing, you know, where where did we get off thinking that that was the best thing to teach people? Because it really becomes a barrier between you and really connecting to your audience when you're so worried about what you're going to say. How are you going to connect with that audience? How are they going to talk? You know, how are, how are you going to ask them questions to get them talking? That's the basis of the ideas around charisma, uh, good conversation, and even this idea of branding to really connect with other people and understand what their needs are and then be able to share how you engage with that in some way. Um, although oftentimes it's, you know, not even sharing how we add value to them in our first conversation because it's more about figuring out who they are and how we can connect uh, and bring those two points together. And this is where a lot of people struggle in in their confidence. And Rich was talking a little bit about this idea that who you are is not what you do. It's been a while, but I kind of took this idea to the basement <laughs> about a year ago, probably. And the idea of our self-worth gets wrapped up a lot in our performance and how other people comment on or perceive or rate our performance. And then we feel great when people say we did a good job and we feel horrible when someone criticizes us or or we don't get any feedback. And that roller coaster is so difficult and our our worth is so wrapped up in what other people are, are saying or how they're reacting to us. And it becomes problematic for a lot of reasons. Then we can tend to do things just to get that reinforcement instead of doing them because they're the right thing to do or because it's the thing that aligns with who we are. When we are really clear about who we are and the value that we bring as a human, we can avoid that up and down, that roller coaster that comes with trying to look for other people's approval and maybe even be able able to take in criticism and help ourselves be better because we're not taking them so personally, right? Who I am, 
is not impacted by what you're saying about what I did. So I can look at that and say, oh yeah, I could, I could do that better instead of getting so personally offended by your critique. So the more we can be really clear about who we are, the easier it is to have conversations, to take that feedback, maybe even to improve ourselves, and the easier it is to go from one thing to the next, which Rick's talked a lot about. And this career portability issue is huge right now. No, not everybody's in the gig economy. Not everybody wants to be. Not everybody's going to be. I think the data on that is they're seeing that it's way off, right? They said 40% of people are going to be in the gig economy by 2020. And guess what? We're almost there. And the numbers really aren't even close when you look at true gig people, like 17% right now that are actually freelancers full-time. Yes, some people do it on nights and weekends. But when you really look at the data, it's not even close to 40%. And it's not going to get there. It's flat, flatlined. And even if you're working a job, we know that your transitions are going to be faster. Two to three years, you're going to be trans- changing jobs, changing companies, changing careers. And that portability, that moving from one thing to the next, is so much easier, so much faster when you know who you are, when you know what that value is that you bring to everything that you do. Rich was talking about he was a catalyst and, you know, his son's perseverance, whatever that is. And, you know, people can help you come up with a fancy word, makes it sound nice when you say it, but you can figure out what that is for you. The first thing that I glommed on to (laughs) when I was just starting this kind of work was the word strategic. And it came from the strengths finder. And there's pros and cons to using a word that comes from an assessment, right? It, it came at me. It wasn't really my language, but it was something I could say, yes, this is me, right? I look at everything and think about how can we make that work for this? And how can we bring these ideas together and, and do it differently? How can we find the strategy to make this work that's at the core of who I am, which, you know, always has it, pros and cons, those those strengths and your values, it's always going to have that blind spot that you need to be careful of when you overuse that skill or get overly focused on on that value, as he was calling it a value. So when we think about who we are, it can move from place to place. But the value that we bring in everything that we do stays very similar. The stories that we share can be targeted, but they're always going to have that common theme, and that's really powerful for us. Because one of the things that we don't want to do is get so worried about and caught up in reinvention. And I'm not a huge fan of that word because, yes, you're reinventing, but you are are bringing with you all that history. And especially for our middle to older workers, it's important that they don't forget how to translate all that they've done into what they're going to do in the future Because when you try to market yourself or brand yourself in a vacuum, then it always feels a little disingenuous. You know, you're 50-something and you're marketing yourself like you're 20. It doesn't work. We need to be able to tell those stories of what you've done in the past and connect them to what you're going to do in the future. And when you have a brand, when you understand who you are and how who you are has added value in everything that you've done, then you can pull all those pieces together market what you've done in the language of what you want to do 
and get that beautiful connection and help yourself bring value to that work that you've done in the past instead of feeling like you have to bury it or leave it alone or really dumb it down. It's one of my least favorite, you know, things that people say about a resume. Oh, I got to dumb it down. No, no, no. You just got to translate it and target it to what you're doing now while still keeping all of that value of what you've done in the past. We're going to take a short break when we come back and dive into for our last few minutes, this idea of confidence and how you can use your brand in your one word and maybe a few other tricks to have confidence as you're out there connecting with others. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune into Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we've been talking about branding and how you can get more connected with who you are, be ready to share that core value and how that can help you in your career, in your business. And one of the things that Rich Keller, who was our guest today, was talking about how this can help you with your confidence. And confidence is a struggle for many of us, even if we tend to be more outgoing and and curious when we get into that networking situation or we get into that interview 
or performance review, whatever it might be, we have that moment of, ah, right, what, what am I going to do? How am I going to approach this? And as Rich said, owning and knowing and really being comfortable with who you are and the value that you bring to everything, regardless of other people's performance reviews, et cetera, is really powerful in that place of being confident. One of the other pieces that goes along with that for me is knowing what I'm going to ask other people. I talk about what I do all the time. So this may not be the same for everyone else. You may want to practice what you're going to say about yourself. How I would encourage you to not get too caught up into that. Yes, you want to know how you want to answer the basic questions that people ask. What do you do? Even though, you know, I wouldn't recommend asking that. You want to be ready to talk about it and answer that question. But mostly you want to be prepared to engage other people in conversation. What questions are you going to ask them? How are you going to get them talking? And this is a topic that we've talked about a lot. So if you've been listening, you've heard some of those episodes. How do you ask great questions? How do you steer away from asking people what they do? Because it can get uncomfortable, right? If they're out of work, if they're doing something right now that's uncomfortable for them. So there's a lot of different ways you can ask better questions. But you want to be prepared to think about what you're going to say really want to be prepared to ask great questions that get people talking because then the focus is off off of you. And oftentimes when people are networking, they think that's a bad thing, right? I want to focus on me. I want them to know what what I do and who I am. They are going to get that through your conversation. If that is your aim when you're talking to people, no one wants to talk to you. (laughs) You may think that that needs to be your aim because you're trying to get a job or you're trying to get people to know who you are, but that's really just not the way it works, right? We don't want to be talking to someone that just their whole point in life is for them to get across their story, their point. Um, But it doesn't work that way. And when I get nervous, that's an area where I have to really watch myself, perhaps because it's less nerve-wracking to just get into talking about yourself than to have to worry about the conversation. I don't know what it is, but I have to watch that for myself, that when I get nervous, I tend to be more apt to get on a roll talking about myself. So really have to focus on what questions I'm going to ask, how am I going to get the other person talking? And then that confidence piece is less nerve-wracking because I know it's not about me. It's not about what I say guess what? People aren't going to like me or not based on what I say. They're not going to respond to me better. They're not going to want to do business with me better based on what I do or don't say. They're actually going to want to do business with me and or be friends with me or whatever it might be, the purpose that you're going to, whatever event it is you're going to, because I'm interested in them. So very old, probably overdone. Dale Carnegie quote, right? To be interesting, be interested. The being interesting isn't about having the great stories or being funny, which I think our media can sometimes kind of portray, right? That if you're the most interesting man in the world, it's because you've got these awesome stories. No, actually, you're the most interesting man or woman in the room when you are interested and ask great questions and get people talking and are a good conversationalist which also means you have to be somewhat ready to talk about yourself because if it's just a one-way conversation of you asking questions, that doesn't let people connect to you either. So there's this fine line you're walking of asking questions, getting people engaged, and then being able to answer their questions 
in an engaging and conversational way as well. Another piece I kind of like about confidence is that it's really a choice. You choose to be confident. Confident doesn't require you to have competence. You know those people, right? You know those people who are confident in everything they do, and you're like, what the heck is that? Why are they so confident? They don't know anything or whatever it might be. And yet it works, right? Confidence is a choice and confidence is attractive. So you can choose to be attractive. And I'm not talking about necessarily physically attractive, but that attraction of a good brand, right? We talk about how a brand pulls. When you start thinking about branding as pushy or salesy, that's not branding. Branding is creating a place that pulls. And Rich was talking about Starbucks, you know, and how Starbucks kind of pulls people in because they like the atmosphere, they like the smell. That's the pull of branding. Starbucks doesn't have to push at you and market at you, although they, they do, right? But that's not what, what makes people go there. Maybe the first time, but then they keep coming back because of the pull of branding. And you want to have a good pull in your brand. You want to be attractive and Confidence does that. Being about other people does that. Some of these things that really require nothing from us. We don't have to be great. We don't have to be funny. We don't have to be anything that we're not. And we don't have to push things on other people because we can have confidence and know who we are and really be engaged and interested in other people. And our brand is going to have that. And that's what we're looking for is the pull for our brand. How do we attract people to us? Well, it's knowing who you are, knowing the value that you add. As Rich said, telling that same story kind of over and over again, even though we might think it's boring. And being about others, putting others into our stories, engaging them in our stories, helping them see themselves as a hero in our story. If you're writing your resume, you're writing your LinkedIn profile, you're writing your own marketing copy for your business, think about it that way. How can I make sure that my customer, my client, my future employer, my future, as you were talking about at schools, you know, your future school, how can they be the hero in your story? Because it's not all about you. When it becomes all about you, no one wants to listen anymore. Make the other person in your story that that hero and you're the guide, you're the one that's offering some tool, something that helps that person get there and they're the hero. Then you go and be the hero in your own life by having the confidence to get what you want by going out there, telling your story and, and being consistent in how you do that. So don't confuse the idea of being the hero of your own story with that you have to make the story all about you. You go out there, you make it happen, and let other people be the hero of their own stories, and you'll get to be the hero of yours. We'll be back again next week with another great topic, another guest, and we look forward to having you here and listening. If you have any questions for me, any topics you think we should do for the show, feel free to reach out to me at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at careerthoughtleaders.com. 
We'll see you right back here again next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.